Season four is at your door. Somebody told us that you wanted more. So here we go once again. COVID sucks and Biden's president. Intro time. Yep. Now we're live. Now we're live with the Making Sense Talk Show with your host, Richie. Yep, that's me. And also you have Daniel Voigt. Hey. And then you introduce Lee. Like we and, and then Lee. A disembodied Lee. We're having technical difficulties, Lee. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> Sorry, I was in the bathroom. Did I miss anything? No. We're, we're already done. Yeah. The whole podcast. How long were you in there? Seemed like hours. At least. At oh, we're having technical difficulties again. At least. Sorry, I was in the bathroom. Did I miss anything? <laughs> <laughs> I think you have some sort of a bladder problem. Well, and yeah, amnesia. that's right. And amnesia. I had Alzheimer's. Yeah. And Parkinson's. Man, you got a lot of problems. <clears throat> I had to get my bladder enlarged. <laughs> from what to what? If we're talking sizes <sighs> from small and diameter. To, from small to big. That's not diameter. <laughs> well, the problem was I wanted to be able to drink more Gatorade. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. So in order to mm -hmm. drink as much Gatorade as I wanted to, I had to get some... I had to have a bladder enlargement. Uh-huh. Right. Was that an expensive procedure or? Yeah, extremely. Oh, okay. It's okay. I had health insurance. Oh. I got, only... I got sponsored by Gatorade to do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is a weird energy in the beginning, but that's fine. It was probably the technical difficulties. Bladder well, aid. Once we get to our main topic, I feel <laughs> like we'll, aid. we'll hit our stride. <laughs> well, you hit it too early. We were going to talk about Gatorade the whole time. Okay, so actually, I uh, used to buy Powerade when I was playing soccer. When I was playing sports, I would always drink the green apple. This is a conflict of interests, I think. Powerade. And then what happened? Well, that's the thing is most everybody else brought Gatorade, like each mom each set of parents took turns like furnishing the team with uh, orange slices and Gatorade and bullshit like that. And by the way, Gatorade is really bad for you, but that's kind of neither here nor there. But the point is, hey, they're was, sponsoring. You can't say that. It was. It was. I will not bow to any sponsor. <laughs> um, what's Gatorade's uh, slogan? I forget. Stay really? thirsty, my friends. Get <laughs> Like, I don't think they have a, a slogan, do they? Well, they have those commercials where people are, like, sweating different colors. <laughs> oh, man, I hate those commercials. It's something like, get it in you, or... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's what it is. <laughs> Gatorade. Gatorade. Get it in you. <laughs> oh, is it in you? Is it, is in, it you? in you? There it oh, is. Yeah, yeah. I think that's right. I don't yeah. like that at all. Is that, the, is that really Gatorade's slogan? That's Gatorade? really Gatorade's slogan. Is it oh, in oh, you? Yeah. It, yeah. it is, yeah, but all, they change it only whenever you win a victory over another team, and then it's, is it on you? <laughs> is yeah. it all over you? Yeah. <laughs> Are you sweating it? Oh, I get it. Okay, so they're saying if you drink it, you'll sweat it out. Yeah. So is As it As opposed in you? to the water that your body needs. <laughs> yeah. So right. if it's still in you, then you're like a lazy fuck. Basically. Well, you didn't sweat it out. The, the idea <laughs> behind Gatorade as opposed to drinking water is that... Gatorade has a salt content, which acts as electrolytes, which helps you process water. Hmm. So, Sounds like malarkey, to be honest. But I think feel like that's balanced out by like the 45 grams of sugar in every bottle. Yeah. Wasn't they it designed by a Home Depot employee or something? It was designed by the University of Florida. That's yeah, why it's the called Florida, Gatorade. The Florida Gators. I don't know if you were being serious uh, with that question, but that was a dumb fucking question. Take that. 
<laughs> Take that fucking Home Depot shit out of here. Uh, Home Depot. <clears throat> there must have been Powerade. You're trying to go. do more for less. Somebody says, people also ask, is it okay to drink Gatorade daily? Gatorade and other sports drinks are not healthy. When consumed regularly, get... <laughs> just get that's that all out it of the says. Way. It just stops <laughs> up front. Not good for you. The end. Apparently, Powerade has more vitamins than Gatorade. Yeah, but if you want vitamins, you just drink vitamin water. Oh, right. They all have their own. They have their purposes. Gatorade awesome. is for electrolytes. Powerade is for power, and vitamin water are for vitamins. Uh, incidentally, so if you, you drink the three together. <laughs> it's like Captain Planet. <laughs> yeah, step one, buy all three. Step two, drink all three. Step three, profit. Step three, have a stroke. Gatorade is owned by Pepsi. And Powerade is owned by Coke. Not joking. Wow. Look at that. There's a lot of videos on YouTube <clears throat> comparing Powerade and Gatorade. <laughs> I just looked it up. It's like endless the next video they're going to come out with is Coke versus Pepsi on the same channel. Some of these then, have like 90 views and it's some guy with like a 8-bit camera <laughs> in his basement. <laughs> well, I like the Gatorade, but the Powerade <laughs> tastes... <laughs> <laughs> it's like those Oh, hold on, episodes. let me let my cat out. <laughs> that would end with Leonard trying different types of Oh, chips. yeah. Oh, like man, those are great. <laughs> I love those. This is a buy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I miss Community. Six seasons and a movie. We still need the movie, right? We still need the movie. Get on it, Mr. Harmon. Lee, did you see anything about the Pokemon Legends Arceus stuff? Is that how you say? I always said Arceus. Arceus. I just pronounced it with the C-E, English rule. Arceus. What is this? <clears throat> it's the new Breath of the Wild style Ooh. open world Pokemon game that Ooh. Nintendo's coming out with. That's cool. How do you It sounds pronounce? really fucking cool. Oh, it looks cool. It's the not main... coming out for a year or so. Yeah, the main focus of my attention was on the detail that you wouldn't go into cutscenes when you go into battle with Pokemon. It's just That's like, dope. yeah, you find them, you do what you want. And it's also like, a, I think it's like a, a feudal era Pokemon game. So it's not, you know, oh, full neat. of technology in present day with like Pokeballs and stuff. I think it might be before that. The Pokeballs of old were apparently built a little differently. They were made mostly of wood and steam puffed from their tr their tops when Pokemon were caught. Wow. <laughs> so according to this, it's Arc Arceus. Arceus. Oh, okay. Alpha Pokemon. However, there was a promotional trailer previous to Arceus being introduced that pronounced it as Arceus. So... Early 2022. But aren't... Uh, is it Game Freak? Aren't they notorious for, like, missing small details well okay so pokemon is um the most valuable intellectual property in the entire world right it outranks disney it it has really? the, yeah of, of literally every intellectual property that includes all of disney's catalog looney tunes whatever else Riot Games, who gives a shit? It's, it's Pokemon. <laughs> Mario, Zelda, all those. It's Pokemon. Um, and at first, the games were re revolutionary, and they continued to be so. So red and blue, obviously, the introduction. Uh, for those of us who started that early, because I, I mean, I read, a, sometimes I <clears throat> scroll the Pokemon subreddit, and often people are like, my first Pokemon was... XY or Diamond Pearl or some shit like that. And I'm like, you must be five years old. I think my first but one was yeah. yellow. So yellow. That's fair. That's, that's in between. That, that's yeah. still first. That's still first gen. Yeah. yeah. It came out after the other ones, but it was basically the other ones. But it was a mix of the Pokemon, and it was you had Pikachu, yeah, Pikachu. As your little companion, right? Yeah, and he follows you around. It's great. Mm -hmm. 
but I I really think that Pokemon is at risk of it. It's becoming the the Kodak of of gaming or like the blockbuster maybe because Pokemon has absolutely and categorically refused to innovate. It has That's kept true. the same formula for what like are we on the eighth generation of games now? Yeah, and sure, it's I mean, been thirty years. There have been like, like, how many Pokemon games outside of the main series have there actually been? For such a huge, huge Colosseum. There's po- uh, Snap. Snap, yeah. Po- Colosseum and Snap on the sixty-four. Yeah. Um, uh, there were a few. There's like Pokemon Pinball on the Game Boy Advance. I don't and, know if we yeah, can count Pokemon Pinball. There was also the Pokemon Card, uh, trading card game on, uh, right on Game Boy as well. And I mean that's I'm I'm just talking about the digital stuff, but I know you're talking about the game the the Game Boy game, but like yeah. the Pokemon trading card game physical is actually huge, as is yeah. the, the Pokemon anime. Um, there was know, another I, one that I played that movies. was like a like a like a uh, like an RPG. I forget what it was called though. Right. So there's um there's a lot of handheld ones. In fact, almost all Pokemon, ex- with the exception of Secret Dungeon. Uh, very few games that were on the N64, and uh, this on this the, the big one on the Switch, Sword and Shield, was kind of a big deal because it's the first like main series Pokemon game that was re- released on a main series Nintendo console, not on a handheld. So until then, they were all Game Boy, DS, DS Plus, or whatever the. <laughs> DS uh, maximum, and then all of the Pokemon, <laughs> the, like the official Pokemon games that were on console, were just like offshoots: Colosseum, Pokemon Snap, Hey You Pikachu, and and really they were just kind of like bad throwaway. I think Colosseum was fun. Yeah, I agree with that. I n- I didn't play the remake, but the original on sixty four was fun. Yeah, I used to go to the mall and like rent for like ten minutes. Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, the series. Um, has has become popular and has had limited success uh not compared to the main series games which right they they pale in comparison are huge yeah um but what i'm saying is uh and people like to make this comparison a lot especially now because they came out around the same time uh zelda the franchise is an example of a franchise that has that has like completely changed its formula and they done they've done it basically per generation with and and obviously they keep like important components so it feels like a zelda game but like a link to the past is literally nothing like breath of the wild you know what i mean and those are the two Uh, yeah i mean i remember when wind waker came out it was like revolutionary at the time wasn't that the first zelda open world game yeah yeah that's the only one I played besides one of the first ones, and that was I only played for like ten minutes. But Wind Waker is great. Well, I don't know. I think that Ocarina of Time could be considered open world. I mean, yeah, yeah kinda. Can you go anywhere, like, or do you have like different well, stages? I mean, you're, yeah, you're gated at, because there are areas that are more advanced. Okay. And like you, you Zelda's it's it's kind of <laughs> like Metroid in that as you gain more abilities you gain access so like there's some places you can only get with the hook shot or there's some places you can only get with epona or whatever and as you unlock shit you get epona. right so it, it's like a natural gate it's not like an npc st- like pokemon style right it, when you can't go somewhere there's just a dude blocking it's you. just yeah. one guy <laughs> and you try to walk past him and he's like oh yeah uh, uh there's a bunch of coughing over there and they'll kill you if you walk that way so no he's like looking for his lost glasses he's like, i can't yeah. find my yeah. glasses they're right here on the ground <laughs> yeah. you don't have a, a pass card <laughs> yeah so, i mean like if you played for example the first legend of zelda on the nes and then you played breath of the wild you would have to learn the two games separately because they share very little outside of like character names okay but if you played pokemon red and then you played sword and shield it's pretty much the same that's true with small additions per generation it's it's the same they even stopped uh having a whole new roster of pokemon as the as the generations went on 
and I think that's why it's problematic. I yeah, think if they I, I hate kept that. adding new Pokemon that weren't just regurgitations of old Pokemon that were reskinned with the same abilities, um, that might have the, the same formula might have been okay because it still felt yeah. different. The different components are, or the variables are, are different. You know, you can keep the same foundation. As as much as people hate the Pokemon that are like ice cream cones and garbage bags, at least they're original. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Garbodor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. yeah. So, um, God, what was I going to say? You were going to say I, that I mean, this next Pokemon no, is a well, innovation. Is it, it is it departure? Yeah. No, because it's not. <laughs> because it's it's not a main series game. So we'll, oh. it remains to be seen what oh, the, I see what what the next main series game. But I think this is a really a step in the right direction for Pokemon because they are in desperate need. Of, I mean, it's still wildly successful, and people are gonna buy it no matter what because it's fucking it's Pokemon, you know. Yeah. But I mean, in my opinion, I I think I can begin to see how the Pokemon formula becomes problematic after eight generations. Because, I mean, how many Pokemon realistically can you add? Do you think in in thirty years there's gonna be twenty five hundred Pokemon? I mean, it's possible. Yes. Yeah. Probably. I actually think that's going to happen. <laughs> but the but the problem is, it, it, they're really only going to be like three hundred, because yeah. every single one is going to be done six times or whatever. Right. It, it, and at, yeah. as the as the eight the, times the pool grows, it becomes exponentially difficult for the developer to include all their previous content in each new release. So each yeah. new release is more and more difficult, and especially. Like it was a huge deal. They called it Dexit online, Poke well, Pokédex mixed with yeah. Brexit. It was a right. huge deal. That okay, so no Pokemon game has ever included a full roster of always Pokemon. Dreamed of that, dude. Right. Yeah. It, it's always just like it's it's the new Pokemon, usually between seventy and a hundred, somewhere around there, and then about a hundred and twenty handpicked others that just like canonically exist in the region where you're playing okay um so nobody expected sword and shield to have 800 something pokemon 900 something pokemon i don't know the exact number like available to be caught in the game because that that just doesn't happen um but what they did is is they actually skimped on because they had to change so many things to move to this this upgraded console and because it's more time consuming to make a switch game than a handheld game and and because doing all the art and doing all the animations is so time consuming they didn't even like they just completely left some pokemon out and bear in mind that uh pokemon is like like the whole point of it is that you can catch your guys and then you can share them throughout the various games you can keep them you can use the same tyranitar in silver that you had in platinum that you had in x and y that you had in whatever and people were like extremely upset about that yeah well we were talking about slogans before and the pokemon slogan is gotta, gotta catch, catch them, them all, all. And, and if yep, they don't all I exist can't. then <laughs> like quest has failed at the beginning yeah like if you had a, a polytoad from that you've had since you played ruby and sapphire you could not import it into your game, even using, and they have services like Pokemon Home, where you're supposed to be able to like store all your Pokemon from forever and then distribute them as you see fit into all the various games using the trade mechanics. And it's like your Pokemon. But Pokemon Home is useless if there are Pokemon in there that you can't add to the, the right, new that series aren't supported. Games. Yeah. Anyway, Sword and Shield was just. It was it was a huge disappointment. Yeah, I, I was going get, to buy it. Yeah, I, I didn't even get like halfway through it. Yeah, I, I was going to buy it, and I I started hearing little whispers and rumors of what did you call it, Dexit, and I, I looked into it enough to be too wary. And so. I I feel like also it, Pokemon is is marketed toward children, especially the anime. Oh, of course. Um, and we were all children when we first started Pokemon, but we're not anymore. Okay. Well, some and of us. They don't make games for their ad- 
absolutely enormous adult audience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they really should. Like, it's just, like, simple things that they could put into their games that so many other games have, like difficulty settings. There's no difficulty yeah. setting in Pokemon. Preach. Yeah, Pokemon is very easy. So Pokemon, like, like players have to, like, invent ways to make the game harder by artificially <laughs> limiting themselves, like doing a Nuzlocke run. Yeah, the Nuzlocke's are, are hard, but, but creating your own difficulty. Well, right. describe a Nuzlocke for those of us that don't know. Well, uh, a Nuzlocke run of pokemon hold on let me let me get you the origin of the name it's so it's essentially like it it's essentially like your if your pokemon die they're gone oh like they can't faint and i think you have to like that's dark <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay so the a nuzlocke n-u-z-l-o-c-k-e challenge the origins of the name are a bizarre amalgam of nuzleaf a small leafy, leafy pokemon and the character John Locke from Lost, the television show. Okay. okay. <laughs> so uh, a Nuzlocke run is, it's more than just if your Pokemon die. Yeah, there's a bunch of parameters to make it it's incredibly like, like hard. The, the basic one is if your Pokemon faint, it's dead and you have to release it. Um, in each new area, so like, for example, Route 3, or if you enter Mount Moon... Or if you enter like the just e each new instance named area. Oh, that you, you can enter, only catch one. That's right. You can only catch one Pokemon and only the first one, right? That you encounter. What? And if the first yeah. one wild Pokemon that you encounter in a route faints or runs away or whatever, um, you get no second chance. You cannot catch another Pokemon. So you are at, in a Nuzlocke run, you are at real risk of actually running out of Pokemon to use if you get unlucky. And, like, one of your strong Pokemon faints to a critical hit or something, and then you fail to catch others. You can see how the game could quickly end. Okay, yeah. You can't do anything. Um, other near-universal rules are uh, you have to nickname all your Pokemon so that, like, I don't know, you can form an emotional bond with them, I guess. <laughs> Um, I mean that's true. It does work, and obviously no reloading. It's like a dark Dark Souls no death run. Right. You that's to, exactly. You got to start yeah. from the beginning, if you fuck it up. It's kind of uh, like Fire Emblem in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of like your peop people die and they're gone. And honestly, that sounds so much more fun to me than it is because playing Pokemon is not fun because it's fun. Like the mechanics are not fun. Playing Pokemon is fun to like see your guys evolve, and like to run into rare Pokemon, and it, it's it's the it's the novelty factor. And maybe that's just me, but like, it's annoying when you get into a battle. <laughs> you know? Oh boy, he has six Zubats. Yeah, it's like great. <laughs> and the uh. gym the gym leaders are all pushovers, especially once I mean the power creep kicks in. Like the game doesn't scale to you in any way. <clears throat> Yeah. It just it just doesn't like the 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 game is set up in a progression where like the later routes will have stronger Pokemon than the earlier routes, but you could really easily implement it to where each place where you are just simply scales to how powerful you are. Yeah, the the game the scaling always reminded me of, um, uh, like the developers had in mind like speed runs, like you could basically do no side quests do nothing and just run from gym to gym and still be capable of beating each gym leader like that was it was designed that way to be able to cater to that type of style and i think it was probably because of the um younger audience i always found it very strange how in pokemon like if you think about it you have the gym leader like let's say the first gym leader and then you beat the gym leader and then you go like to the next road and everybody's stronger than the gym leader like why aren't they the gym leader yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like why is why is brock still the gym leader when there's like a bug catcher that has like 10 stronger pokemon are you than talking him? about youngster joey youngster joey <laughs> yeah <laughs> it would be funny if uh you came back to that that gym youngster <laughs> joey was actually the new brock's gym like outside D begging D for money brock yeah <laughs> And, uh, just it, petting his onyx. 
in some of the game there's there's the post game content but generally it's quite shallow and it's like just not that much fun things like the battle tree in sun and moon are actually legitimately difficult mm. but the 95 percent of the game is just not yeah the only example of that i can think of is in is it silver and gold where you can find ash in that mountain and fight him oh yeah red red that's right, right. red of course and he has like a level 81 pikachu and some other crazy strong shit yeah like like that that's all. why not do more of that yeah things that are like like you'd have to try it a few times like yeah. af- after level 30 you just breeze through the whole fucking game pressing the same attack level your blastoise to 99 and hydro you just pop, win hydro pump hydro pump fight <laughs> crunch yeah hyper beam and you don't have to pick one or the other you know difficulty settings exist in games so if you're a little if you're buying a game for your child you can set it up so they can win but yeah i mean i don't know maybe i'm asking too much from i think you're asking too much from a children's video game series yeah <laughs> well let, let's not get it twisted the richest children's game series <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's just the most like resources it's it's staggering how bad those games are if you take out the the part where they're pokemon because pokemon is fucking gold as a concept if you think of it as any other game it's hot fucking garbage (laughs) (laughs) that's true don't even get me started on the narration or the dialogue (laughs) yeah the way people talk to each other the way people talk is like (laughs) They're literal aliens. Well, yeah. yeah. Youngster Joey walks up to you. When he sees you, he (laughs) runs up to you and says, shorts are comfy and easy to wear. (laughs) (laughs) And then he just throws his Pokemon down. And he sits on a level three Weedle. And and you have like a level 80 Dragonite. And you're like, are you sure you want to do this, Joey? (laughs) He just says the same line over and over and over. Shorts are comfy and easy to wear. Shorts are comfy. Joey, I'm gonna kill your Pokemon. <laughs> Shorts are comfy. My uh, my Onyx is like literally 40 tons, and he just crushed your Weedle. Your Weedle yeah. is dead on the ground. I was I, the fisherman. I never understood how they would catch one Magikarp and decide to fight you with that one Magikarp. Like, or, I or, or, or like Magikarp. six Magikarp, and they all yeah. just have Splash. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, what are you, you? You're gonna have to wait a little while, bud. That magic card's gonna do something someday, but not today. Pick your battles. Yeah, it, Go pick it, on youngster Joey. It really, but really bothers me. And okay, so an open world like action style Pokemon game would be would be so much fun if they yeah. if they do it right. If they do it right, but Which, um, yeah, I have a sneaking suspicion they won't. Yeah, I think it'll <laughs> suck because that company is awful. Not Nintendo, Game Freak. Well, Game Freak. but Nintendo are awful specifically with multiplayer which i think this game would really benefit from and so yeah, that would be really great like not MMO having it pokemon it, yeah would would really detract something that really bothers me is the difference and this this is a similar gripe to the one i have with Yu-Gi-Oh, which is that that the anime pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh, and the game there are no changes to the rules of combat in fact, in more so even in Yu-Gi-Oh, there are like really strict rules as to like how the fighting, how the battles should proceed. And in the anime, it just gets chucked out the fucking window like it doesn't <laughs> exist. And and the and the protagonists, Yugi or Ash, do dumb fucking things that make no sense at all. And if you were playing the game, you would just be inhibiting yourself on purpose. Like Yugi uses or I'm sorry, Yugi's friend Joey intentionally plays Flame Swordsman. Terrible cards. Okay, yeah, Flame, <laughs> Flame Swordsman is a is an objectively awful card. What is it like a 700 attack? I think it's like 1200 and 1000. 1200 yeah. attack, 1000 defense, and it's a and it's a three star. It's no Gemini Elf. It's not an effect card. It has it can do nothing special. It probably because it's like Joey's signature card. It it ha- it can like do some polymorphs or something or polymerization or whatever it's called but like the si- fusion whatever the the same goes for <laughs> right. for ash and and his pikachu 
he like he refuses to evolve or like he has like well it's some pokemon he just like has like a a a natu at level 12 because he's unevolved right so he can't or he's just holding an everstone i don't know and then ash also has like a, a garchomp but sometimes he sends out the level five squirtle instead it doesn't make any sense at all the only well, the only difference with that is at least in Pokemon they have like personalities, so it it kind of makes sense sometimes because he wants to keep you know he wants to keep because Pikachu doesn't want to evolve. Yeah, I, I mean I get it, but I yeah I mean it's stupid. If you want to be the very best, like you say in the song, Ash, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna want to catch Mewtwo, okay? Not use your Pikachu, and he uses like Onix against Water Gems and stuff. It just it doesn't <laughs> it's just stupid yeah and it's also well, kind of stupid that i mean in in Yu-Gi-Oh, they there's always these situations in which yugi is like intentionally just making his life harder like he's like <laughs> sure i'll battle you for my soul and my friend's soul and my dead grandfather's uh soul in the afterlife in he order to accepts. like get a card or something it's like <laughs> no you don't need to do that well and and he just he doesn't even follow the, his own rules of 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 battle he'll just like go three times in a row or he'll just be <laughs> like i don't he'll it just has there's just it's it's a free-for-all and no there's no referees or anything they'll just like oh i had this card like behind my back the whole time ha yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's not and really just how call that it works. a trap card. Yeah. That's not how now your right work. arm is chained behind your back. Yeah. <laughs> or like I modified this battle to where if you run out of life points, you die. Yeah. <laughs> a trap door will open up below you and you'll be devoured by hungry wolves. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get the card though. My grandfather's precious dark magician. Yeah, it's it's frustrating. And I get their children shows, but come on. Yeah. I never really watched Pokemon, but I did watch a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh. It was easy to turn on after school. Yeah. They did a and good job they, with the time slot. Then they got motorcycles, and they got kind of strange. I didn't stick around that long. Yeah, I'd, I kind of I kind of dipped with the motorcycles. Once they got motorcycles, I was out. Yu-Gi-Oh GX. <laughs> Oh no! They actually changed the name. Oh no! It's Five Ds, Yu-Gi-Oh Five Ds. It's a very that, weird name. That is a strange name. Counting the male characters and their uh, their roaming group. Five Ds. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! We're the Five so, Ds. If y'all want to, if y'all want to change uh, gears here a little bit, I do have one other thing. Have you ever heard of Chris Tingle? Uh, no. No. Uh, so he's a, he's the author behind the Tingleverse, um, which is an expanse of, uh, literary figures and, uh, basically like his versions of different stories, um, that are like sexified. And, uh, you should just look up his, his book. Scary, scary stories to tingle your butt. That's one of them. Uh, so, Space is, Raptor Butt Trilogy. Interesting. He's he's just as prolific as he is strange. Wow, this is... I'm uh, sorry, wait, excuse me? Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Helicopter man pounds dinosaur billionaire ass? Excuse me? <laughs> is that a title? If you, what? If you ever needed any light reading? I I just seriously recommend this guy, because, good lord, is he self-aware? A thrilling superhero origin story, um, that will take you to the edge of gay erotic romance and stare bravely into the abyss. Wow. This yep. one's this one's called "Not Pounded by Anything." Six platonic tales of <laughs> of non non sexual encounters. What is this? Yeah, yeah. I think he he was getting a lot of flack for making only sex novels. Monster erotica, pounded by politics. I mean, this is an example of a comedian who's found his niche and is absolutely flourishing. Oh, 
who yeah absolutely knows what they're doing these are a lot of books that's what i'm saying this i i'm looking crazy. at the list there's at least 30 <laughs> since 2015 what would you do if you could never pound another butt <laughs> how, how wow. far would you go pounded by politics handsome sentient food uh <laughs> nine more tales of civic butthole diplomacy <laughs> There is no denying that food and sex go hand in hand. Yep, there's no denying that. Buttception, a butt within a butt within a butt. 4.2 out of 5 on Goodreads. <laughs> oh, the places I'm, you'll you'll blow. I gave her my living billionaire jet plane. Planes, <laughs> oh trains, and automobots. <laughs> Seven hot living vehicle tails. And if you look oh. at these 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 uh, book covers, it looks like they were done in MS Paint. Yeah. Like, like they're so bad, but they're so good. Oh, scary stories to lesbian tingle your butt. butt. He's got lesbian butt too. Yeah, I think he's got he's got a lesbian butt. He's, I mean, most of these are gay, but seems that way. He has a trans one. He's got just standard butt stuff. Just standard butt stuff. Standard butt stuff. But anyways, this guy is crazy. Uh, kind of want to read these. Apparently, he refers to his... Um, oh, yeah, he's only been around since 2014. So all of those novels are from 2014 to now. By the way, his name, Chris Tingle, is um, a reference to a symbolic object used yeah, in... Yeah, that's what I found when I was looking him up. Yeah, in Christian services. Seven Tales of Gay Terror. <laughs> Chris Chris Tingle, from a German word Christkindy, Christkindle meaning little Christ child. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a little. I don't know how to describe it. It's like a little pumpkin with lollipops sticking out of it. <laughs> what? And it's a, used in a Christkindle. In, in Christian religious services? Am I yeah. misunderstanding? Oh, here we go. A Chris Tingle usually consists of an orange representing the world, a candle pushed into the orange, then lit, representing Jesus Christ. Pounded. Pounded red, into the orange. A red ribbon wrapped around the orange, representing Christ's blood. So it's Christ bleeding on an orange. Getting pretty weird. Dried fruits and or sweets skewered on cocktail sticks and then pushed into the orange, Pounded. representing the fruits of the earth. Pounded, mm. Pounded into the flesh. Dude, why is, is that... why is Christian shit so fucking weird? What? <laughs> <laughs> like, who thought of that? All right, take this orange. All right, now we're going to smash this candle into it. That's Jesus. And then here's his blood. <laughs> It's a ribbon. <laughs> it's just like they, they used things that were around the house to symbolize things they knew were part of the religion. Yeah, it's like some pastor forgot to bring something for the service, and he's like, oh, <laughs> shit, what have I got in this back room? <laughs> oh, we got some, some got cocktail skewers. Yeah. <laughs> I got some dots I bought at the movie theater yesterday. <laughs> Might as well throw okay. those on there. And their kids are like, what does that mean, pastor? He's like, oh, that's the... The fruits of the world, obviously. <laughs> I've got some glitter from my child's second grade art project. Uh, sprinkle that on there. I think those are the lights of the cosmos. Yeah. I have you read like what he so <clears throat> obviously like he has a persona that he's built up. Right? Chuck Tingle is what the books say. But have you read what he claims as his like beginnings? Like how who he is? Did you no. find that on? Is he a handsome fidget spinner? <laughs> that would uh, that would be more normal. <laughs> what? <it? laughs> he says he presents himself as a Taekwondo grandmaster from oh. Billings, Montana, who acquired a PhD in holistic massage at Denver University, which does not offer such a degree. <laughs> Devry, Devry, sorry. Devry uh, University, by the way, is uh, it's like Phoenix School. It's like a terrible online. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah, and he calls all of his um <laughs> he calls all of his fans buckaroos and ladybucks. 
without mistake. And he's really active on Twitter. Starting another great day of be tr- this guy's trotting friends. with head high. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's like Andy Kaufman-esque. It's very smart. Yeah. And it's really, really funny. So yeah. I, I applaud him. I feel like this type of humor is becoming more and more common. And I really enjoy it a lot. I agree. I'm right there with you. This is a great use of someone's time. And I would love to subsidize him in some way. <laughs> he refers to his stories as tinglers. <laughs> nice. Founder of the Tingle Verse is just I think that's his uh his magnum opus. Oh, I'd put that on my grave. Yeah. That's going on my tombstone for sure if I were that guy. But yeah. Yeah, I think I might check these out. He's got a website. <laughs> Currently happening on the Tingleverse timeline. Oh, he keeps it updated? All of his fucking <laughs> There's so many like strange cross animal human images on all of his <laughs> yeah it's they're always anthrop- anthropomorphized is that right the bad boy parasophilus parasaurolophus parasorphalophus parasaurolophus parasorphalophus that's the di- <laughs> that's the dinosaur with the big horny thing on his head uh, yeah with a toupee apparently Ooh, he's got apparel. Nice. Do you guys think Are, it's weird yeah. that we have, like, drawings some people did of dinosaurs and everyone just agrees that's what they looked like, but we don't have any fucking idea what they looked like? <laughs> We're just guessing. Definitely. Like, it's a little bit like, strange. Like, if you saw a human skeleton and had no knowledge of what a human looked like, you th- really think this is what you'd go with? No, they would They would draw it like an alien. Like, the, uh, yeah, just like, we have no idea. It's just probably guesses. put feathers on us. It's just guesses. Oh man, his his store is full of some some solid stuff. <laughs> there's a there's a dress and a hoodie that is just like all of his book covers. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Tingled All Over. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got masks. He's got face masks with his uh with his various books. Oh hell yeah, that's pretty great. Staying up on the times megalodon mask did y'all see uh donald trump pounded in the butt by the handsome russian t-rex who also peed on his butt and then blackmailed him with the videos of his butt getting peed on um (laughs) i'm gonna need a link on that one (laughs) (laughs) i need a a link on that one type uh donald trump donald i'm afraid what i'm gonna find if i type that in Donald Trump. Do you want to know Donald something something Trump. terrible? Sure. Is it related yeah. to Donald Trump? Of course you do. Okay. Here you go, Anna. I I understand that Donald Trump is a, a an absurd it person. It is about Donald Trump. And he's like like absolutely ripe for <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. I'm sorry, Lee. He's like He's perf- <clears throat> he's perfect for making fun of because he's hilarious. He's he's just the dumbest person to ever live. He's like like how could you not make fun of him constantly because he's so awful, parodiable. But but he's so off-putting to me that I can't laugh at things where he's like if his face shows up, I just it's like I just hate it. Yeah. Even if it's like legitimate, like those facial expressions he makes, like that gif where he's like opening and closing his mouth a bunch of times and looking like a yeah. fish out of water. It's yeah. hilarious. And and I love laughing at it because it makes him look stupid because I hate him so much. But he's like, I don't know. I just even like jokes about him are like st- stigmatized by the fact that he's involved in any way. It's He's almost like he's he's like the N word for me. Yeah, you know what that is. He just he he just oh, like like he can't exist in anything without that thing being awful for me personally. I don't know, yeah. Donald Trump's anal impeachment sounds pretty good. Nope, <laughs> I can't. You, you know what that is? That's that's literal trauma. You like, are, you have been traumatized by what he has done to the point that you can't take enjoyment out of his pain and suffering because the mere mention of him overrides it. There was I uh, um. At the restaurant where I work, for a, for a while, there was an artist who was being featured in the dining room. 
and one of his paintings was uh it was extremely anti-trump but it was trump's face in like a flaming tornado like rampaging toward it was really kind of a bad painting sorry if you're listening to this random artist guy i don't know <laughs> but <laughs> it was like hyper political hey, and, and not subtle at all it was just kind of bad like i wouldn't hang it in my house anyway but every time i looked at it it was for sale for like 300 dollars. he was the flaming donald trump tornado was rampaging toward like a beautiful tree that was labeled like the world or peace or something i don't know idrisil it was stupid and it was like <laughs> simplified it doesn't uh, but the the point is, I Orange looked at it every bad. time, and I thought, is who is going to pay three hundred dollars to hang Donald Trump's face in their house? The yeah, answer yeah. is point. answer is nobody. Yeah, I mean the answer is not nobody, but in that case, that person who's buying it, who wants Donald Trump's face hanging on their wall, would also need to understand that it is something that's anti Donald Trump, right? So just like your your audience is zero, is nobody. So anyone who wants Donald Trump's face in their wall is not going to want a, a painting with Donald Trump's face that is making fun of Donald Trump. <laughs> and then anyone who hates Donald Trump as much as I do is not going to hang anything featuring Donald Trump, even if it says, fuck Donald Trump to death in big letters with his <laughs> dumb fucking face next to it. That'd be a pretty bad uh, thing to have in your home, regardless of who it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> fight your friends over you're just like giving someone the tour and you're like and this is my room <laughs> it's a gigantic painting that says I fucking hate Kate Mara <laughs> you put a lot of energy into this wow you're really dedicated to this grudge yeah. I mean I, I I agree I think I was I think I still found it him like satire about him funny like a couple of years ago but it really has sort of gotten to the point where you even thinking about him is like more energy than the joy i get from the comedy yeah and it it also has to do with the fact that the, the what he was doing was not just being an idiot on reality tv which is fine yeah because he's not really hurting anybody but it was like legitimately dangerous for the world i mean he yeah. essentially like <laughs> created a movement of yeah extreme. not essentially he did yeah well yeah sure i was actually just before we were started doing this i was watching him speak at cpac oh like, i, I probably I, I could take like two minutes and i just i couldn't do it yeah yeah i don't i mean i don't i would prefer just never to think of him ever again Yep. I mean, I don't think that we should make this episode about Donald Trump because it's going to be a real depressing episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Well, not yeah. if we're talking uh, about uh, his uh, anal impeachment. Well, yeah. I, I mean, as as a side note, the the new Rickroll where um, somebody says it's very uh, good is yeah. so every time I just love it. Where yeah. Daniel, do you know what you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. It'll be somebody will uh, be talking about whatever topic doesn't matter and then somebody will chime in in the comments and say did you see what donald trump tweeted about that and then link donald trump's twitter and then you click on the link and it says account suspended oh, <laughs> nice. and it's just like i know Very what it's satisfying yeah, every time i click on it just to see it again <laughs> i know what i'm getting but that's I my want home it. page is donald trump's twitter <laughs> At yeah. least we have Chris Tingle's take on it. Because, you know. <laughs> multiple takes. His multiple takes on it. I'm very I, interested to read that book, honestly. It'll definitely help transition back into, like, some level of getting joy from his mention. I don't know if that'll ever happen, to be honest, but... Yeah. I'm trying to be optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> it would be nice if we just fade to black be done can we can we plug his uh podcasts because apparently he has podcasts he has podcasts wait are we I talking know. about donald trump or tingle chuck chuck has two oh. podcasts two no podcasts. i didn't know about Chuck's. one with night veil presents titled pounded in the butt by my own <laughs> podcast <laughs> <laughs> in a controversial <laughs> podcast called my friend chuck 
Which, it seems like the titles got switched, but... <laughs> yeah, it does. Okay, so, so do y'all wow. know about, do y'all know about Night Vale? Yeah. Night Vale is an awesome podcast. We, we listen to it for hours and hours on our uh, drive out west. Unicorn Butt yeah. Cops Beach Patrol. A lot of butt pounding going on, I've noticed. Seems I mean, that's a... clearly his thing. <laughs> clearly. Fake new. Wait, I'm Pound, sorry. Pounded in the butt by my own butt. Yeah. <laughs> this one's great. Living in my, inside my own butt for eight years, starting a business, and turning a profit through common sense reinvestment and strategic targeted marketing. That's a book? That's a book title? That's a uh, podcast. It's, it's an episode of the podcast. Yes. Oh. Wow. He puts so much energy into everything he does, and I think that's what I love about him. Yeah, I think it's you should also just, well thought out. I think you should create a transition in this podcast and just put his in, <laughs> and then we'll just you know come back. Uh, we just start re-airing his old episodes <laughs> yeah. as our episodes. The the commitment to the to the one joke is staggering. Yeah, seven years ongoing, a whole bunch of lines of merchandise trillions of books two podcasts it's, it's exactly like you were saying before it's funny the first time it's not funny the next 700 times and then after that it's so much funnier than it <laughs> <Yeah>. was the <laughs> <last time. laughs> definitely it's like this dude is has released another book called pounded by my butt in the butt <laughs> <laughs> the buttoning the buttoning and, and i never thought i would be happy again until i saw it Pounded in the butt by the unexpectedly early arrival of Christmas decoration. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah. Thank you, Eric, from work for showing me Chris Tingle. Yeah, I really appreciate this knowledge, to be honest. It's very nice. Oppressed in the butt by my inclusive holiday coffee cups. (laughs) Oh, Chuck. Does anyone does anyone else just not care that Daft Punk broke up? Like, I don't care. Like it doesn't <clears throat> feel like a breakup so much as like a natural end of like come on, it's been like what, twenty eight years? Just Yeah. I feel like that's okay to be like, Okay, we're done. Yeah. Did you see their epilogue video? No, I didn't. It's pretty cool. Thought it was a good little end cap. But I mean they I don't know. I mean I, I'm not gonna. I'm trying not to single anybody out, but I don't know whose favorite band was ever Daft Punk, anyways. Yeah, I mean, I think Daft Punk's a little overrated, to be honest. Like, I mean, they're, they're not f- bad. They're they're fun. fine. Yeah. yeah, they're fine. They're there. They have some good songs, but they I got I don't, some party music. I, I yeah, I think they did their thing. I think they recognized it, and I think they're they're getting out while the getting's good. But like, how many times do you listen to Daft Punk? Like alone, you know, like like with headphones on, you're like, I don't know. I think only serial killers, honestly. <laughs> like, do you know a single person? <laughs> I I think I think they're fine, most of them. But I do think that their one huge hit is like, is going to be an all time classic forever. What is their What is their one hit? Harder, better, faster, stronger. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I you know, they're all kind of hits to me in my mind. I think that song is phenomenal. The um the album that came out in 2013. Uh, was pretty good. I don't remember the name, but it had that one song that had a Julian Casablancas cameo. They had another song, uh, Getting It Right with Panda Bear. Um, yeah, I mean, they, they did some cool stuff. Definitely not my go-to. But but also, it's like, it's really, I feel like it's really hard to be upset at bands when they break up, because it's like, or or end their careers, I suppose. It's a weird it's a weird entitled attitude to have. It's strange. It's like I can t- I mean obviously if it's a band you really love and maybe they're not that old or something, it's like, "Oh man, that sucks." But I mean, it's not your fucking band. Yeah. Would uh would any of you care to take a guess how many more views Get Lucky featuring Pharrell Williams has than Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger? 32 million. We're, we're guessing the difference between the two. Yeah. How many more views or listens rather on Spotify does get lucky have versus harder, better, faster, stronger? Uh, 
300 million. Wow. Yep. Big numbers. 345 wow. million more views, more listens. Wow. Hmm. Nice. That's funny That's because a lot of views. I mean they're both super catchy, but one's I mean I don't I don't want to sound like a snob, but one's <laughs> pop bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one is just is like I don't I just I think the harder better faster stronger is like a legendary song. Yeah. Like a real piece of art. It's okay. But it's all I mean it's also pop bullshit, but in a different way. It was sampled more, that's for sure. Hearing Daft Punk reminds me of being like at work or like in a mall. It's commercialized. Yeah. I never thought of them as being a uh, like an indie band or or like a an underground type of artist and maybe maybe that is why they don't want to do it anymore they're tired of being like expected to pump out top 40 type stuff i mean they want to go underground again honestly if i if i think if i was ever in their position i think that anyone in that position who continues to pump out anything is either insane or greedy i mean if i made a couple million off of like three songs i wrote I'd be like, cool, I'm chill. I don't need to... Why would I pump out shit I don't want to write? Yeah. that's. I think that's the key, is whether or not you actively want to write it still. Because I can guarantee there are some people that have fun writing pop songs, um, and they don't feel like it's work. They're, they're probably... They're definitely not the majority. But I think there are those people out there. And in which case, then it's like, <clears throat> do you want to make money, or do you not want to make money? I guess that's the the whole selling out debate. It's probably a, yeah. yeah, there's probably a lot of the internal stuff too with like record labels and obligations to make music, you know. Yeah, deals for number of records over number of years. Right. Yeah, but I'm not sad about them breaking up. Nah. I can't think of many bands that would break up that I'd be real sad about. Yeah, I think it's got it's changed for me over the years. I think I would definitely be there are fewer bands now than ever that I would be sad about them breaking up. But I think there's still a couple. The Arctic Monkeys would hit pretty hard if they broke up. Uh but, but why though? Because I I I think they're going in a cool direction. I think they're getting away from pop bullshit. Is it because you're you're so you're excited about future content? Right. But what would be the the feeling that you if let's say you read that they broke up tomorrow, what's the emotion that you experience? Loss. Like disappointment. It, it, yeah. Disappointment. Disappointment. I would I would mourn the uh the lack of <clears throat> the future content that might have I don't know, personally influenced me in a way that I don't I can't anticipate. It's impossible. I guess I mean, another part of it too, I think it's yeah, go ahead. I don't know. I mean, that's just what I was what I was getting at about the unrealistic, strangely like familiar expectation people have of famous people and particularly artists to where like yeah, you know, people would be what you're saying I think I feel is reasonable. It's you're a, like it would be like if George R R Martin came out and said, "By the way, I'm never coming out with the rest of the books. <laughs> That'd okay. be a little bit more frustrating. Well, it would be, that's a little <laughs> different because it's been so long and people would be, I feel like justifiably upset. But, uh, in this case, what the emotion that I would feel is like Daniel said, disappointment because I won't be able to consume the content that I was looking forward to. And yeah. my, and the story will never be resolved. And that's just, a shame but i think that some people react with this weird i would write a death with, note to them yeah this like <laughs> this like strange entitled like well how could you do this to us this is my yeah. band yeah how could you how could you deprive us of of your talents yeah, yeah i just and i mean to that i just say like that person doesn't owe you anything yeah that's true 
That's definitely true. I, I don't agree with pressuring anyone into doing things they don't want to do for my benefit on any platform. Except my friends. Except my friends and <laughs> hanging out with me. Right. You're yeah, going to do it whether you want to or not. A, a personal example for me is uh, one of my absolute favorite comedians, somebody who I consider to be like actually a genius, is Bo Burnham. Yeah. And he's, I mean, he's about my age. And he's just he's just brilliant he's just so good at what he does but he he has he does he doesn't do anything he's got like three specials and he directed a movie and he's got maybe a couple albums of like dumb songs he wrote when he was 16 and at the end of the last special that he did he pretty much said hey i'm gonna take a break yeah and and he just hasn't come back yeah and that's sometimes i get that feeling like does like I, I sure wish there was a new Bo Burnham special to watch, but at the same time, like I'm, I'm just, I'm kind of satisfied with what I had, I suppose. Even if he never decides to do it again, I'm like, thanks for, thanks for the ride, thanks, thanks for the memories, yeah. thanks for the memories. I think that is a, a very mature response that a lot of people would not share. But yeah, it's like people are people are like, well, you you can't waste your potential. And I'm yeah. like, yes, he can. He absolutely can. All, all the rest of us did. No, I think what they, <laughs> and I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think what they mean to say is it sucks to see them waste their potential. But that's that's waste your potential is a subjective idea. Yeah, because Maybe. even if they if you had them pumping out material that they don't want to pump out because they don't feel like pumping it out, the material is going to suffer. Like so if you're I, not going to get what you want either way. Like, if I was, like, the world's greatest, like, guy who paints the lines on the roads, like, I was absolutely unparalleled in my skill and my speed, and my lines were always perfect, and they never deviated. Was that a pun? Unparalleled? (laughs) No. But if if I possessed that immense talent, would I be a line painter on the road guy? The answer is no. No. I don't enjoy it. I don't care to do it. I know I'm amazing yeah. at it. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> yeah. I'm, just, I'm just not gonna. I can't think of many people who would be clamoring for you to be, be a line painter on the yeah, street. It's kind of an off-the-wall example, but I think but that it illustrates you, you, the point. Yeah, you, you hear what I'm saying. There's yeah. a, that's one of the main reasons that I think Dave Chappelle uh, incurred such like a grand entrance in 2016 or 17 when he came back to the scene was because, A... He had been gone for so long, and so many people missed him. And B, when he came back, he came back with primo fucking content that was not only culturally relevant, but very smart. And a lot in the same ways that you think Bo Burnham is smart. Just witty, good observational humor. Um, and then he, for somehow all the stars aligned because he was capable. He, <laughs> he was... <laughs> He was capable, he was willing, and he was prolific. And he just started he just started pumping things out. Um Well, I, I'm gonna wait, yeah. Should should I try to uh take my point again? Or do you wanna move on? Force famous people to, to do whatever we want them to do. Yes. Yep. There are there are no bad consequences. None. I don't think so. Just make them do it. They're slaves to us. Yeah. And their own greed. And if and, always and right. ambition. <laughs> the, the customer is always right. The consumer is always right. Yep. And if just the, a bunch of Karens. And if they think that they deserve to quit, then you just start sending them hate mail. Tweet them mm-hmm. angrily. Or just uh, actually... Death sh- threats automatically. Yeah. Just show up to their house and steal their dogs. Yeah, dox them. Yeah. <laughs> Swat them steal their dogs <laughs> you heard about that right <laughs> no what lady Someone... gaga's dog walker got shot and then what? somebody kidnapped her two french bulldogs <laughs> In- what? Cr- incredibly yes. fucked up and Excuse insane me? yeah damn that's a five hundred thousand dollar reward for the dogs it's almost like the wow. person who committed the crime knew that there would be a huge <laughs> yeah, reward, the reward. <laughs> and they're like I'm i mean they got it. the I heard they got the dogs back, but I didn't hear anything else about 
the kidnappers or the circumstances. It's just the guy that shot the dog walker bringing the dogs right back to her front gate. And she's like, he's like, where's my 500K, bitch? You said no questions yeah. asked. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <sighs> oh, 2021. Uh, let me ask you a question. Did you shoot my dog walker? Uh, no. I don't think... Uh, <laughs> I just found these. I saw your ad on Reddit. So I, I feel I'd... like sh she travels a lot. How well does she know those dogs? Could you just go get similar dogs? Like Daniel. You know, <laughs> a dog stealing wow. racket. Wow, dude. <laughs> imagine imagine if like a hundred people showed up with a bunch of what kind of dogs were they? They're like little French bulldogs. French bulldogs. Just like hundreds of people showing up with French bulldogs, like, I got them. That'd be so confusing. Yeah. Like you're like you're like you leave them all here. I gotta spend some time with them and figure out if they're actually the correct. Just make sure the personality's right. That that honestly sounds like a Seinfeld episode where like uh, <laughs> like Lady Gaga will have like a double, like a body double, and then Lady Gaga's dog will also have, and then a dog double, and then Kramer has to take care of the dog double for, <laughs> and then he like drops it into the sewers or yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> he's in the sewer, Jerry. Uh, Jerry! <laughs> <laughs> and he's not coming out. <laughs> Newman gets roped in somehow. They're trying to mail the dog or something. I don't know. Trying to mail the dog. <laughs> I don't know. There's he's a secret to... way into the sewage through the postal office. <laughs> yeah. God. Season four is at your door. Somebody told us that you wanted more.